Welcome to another episode of Connect with the Podcast. I am excited about this episode because it truly shows the power of connection. In this episode, I connected with Pico X. He is a personal trainer, a drummer, a band leader, a guitarist, a pianist in the band Afro Nation, which is the band I am currently singing in. After you connect with Pico here on Connect with the Podcast, be on the lookout for us, Afro Nation, in Hype Magazine. Okay, y'all, that's enough talking from me because I want you to sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast, and let's get connected. Yeah, 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 it's that boy Pete to the Sweezy, to the X on the machine, on the dials and the twos and the threes. Bam! <laughs> All right, but you know it is 2016, right? Yeah. Oh. I, like to keep, I just like to keep my twos and ones together. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. We are here today to talk about you, and you are, like I said, the leader, the band leader of Afro Nation. You are a drummer, a pianist, a guitarist, a personal trainer. What am I missing? A, a tumbler, a magician? What? Who? Who are you? Well, I play a little flute, a little side clarinet. You know, I got my little soft side. You know, I don't let the ladies know everything about me. Uh, oh, okay. Well, yes, he is a jack of all trades. So, Pico, oh, my bad. Pico, where are you from? Uh, Louisiana. Shout out. and. Yeah. Actually, that's how I found Pico. I saw him on Facebook, and when I saw that he was from my hometown, my other hometown, New Orleans, shout out, I was like, yo, what's up? And he hit me back, and he's like, yo, what's up? I think we could use you. And so here I am, sitting with Pico X on the drums, on the flute, toodaloo. <laughs> so tell me about yourself, Pico. What brought you to the UAE? Uh, well, you know, first it started off, you know, with a lot of crisis going on and, and I was stating, now I'm just messing with you. Now, well, I just decided to come out of here, man. I want to try something new. I got tired of doing the same old stuff with the same old people and the same old artists and the same old, I wanted to be, do something wild. So I decided to come out of here and try to play with these. Uh, I thought I was going to be playing with some locals, actually. Really? Yeah, with some camels and like, because, you know, I thought I was going to be playing that kind of music. but Camels? Yeah, like all that, camel toe, all that. I thought I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be doing that, but, uh, you know, I see some artificial uh, Bruno Mars people here. I see some, uh, you know, all kind of people. So it's kind of threw me for a little loop mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know man so anyway i'm just i just came here and decided to do some music uh and it wasn't what i expected it's a little bit more than what i expected because i thought i was coming to the desert you know when i left uh, where were you before here i was in egypt <clears throat> so you left the desert to come to the desert. to the desert okay and what were you doing in egypt 
Well, uh, I had another band out there that I started called Funk Masters Rubber Band. Okay. Look that up. Look on my page, Funk Masters Band at gmail.com. You can check my Facebook out, Pico X, uh, and I got a lot of information on there. Uh, well, I went out there, and actually, I thought I was coming to the desert, so I left America with a tent. A tent, really? A tent. I left it with a tent, man. I saw, I saw, I let a lot of stuff go. I gave a lot of stuff away. So when I came, man, it was. I was like, I thought I was about to like get in touch with the wild side. I thought I was about to live with the lions and tigers and bears. Oh, wow. oh my, <laughs> you know. So I just and you know when I came and uh, I got out the airplane, I was in Cairo first. So first thing I seen was, um, uh, you know, I started seeing the desert. I was like, okay, we about to do this. So then I we drove down the street. Then I seen the Hardys. I was like, what the hell? They got a Hardys in the desert. And then I seen the Pizza Hut. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell? Then and then I just I kept looking because I know I had to see a McDonald's somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I seen a McDonald's, I was like, oh, my goodness, this can't be. I thought, it's, man, it just messed my head up because I thought I was coming to some land, some sand, and and live like a jungle boy. So, like, it, it, it hit me up bad, man. So you left the States, mm-hmm. and you just decided, I want to go to the desert. Mm-hmm. Why Egypt? Well, because... You know, I'm a country boy down south. You know how we do it. Shout out. <laughs> so I like to live on the wild side. So I thought I was going to be, you know, everybody was talking about Cairo and saying how bad it was and this and that. So, you know, I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see. So I came on down and it wasn't what I expected. And it showed now what the media says it's going to be. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was different though, man. It just kind of. It kind of threw me for a loop, hmm. kept it winging. And so then you decided you had enough of Egypt, and you came here to the UAE, where you, again, you are the band leader of Afro Nation. So how long have you been in music? Oh, man. Well, maybe since I was in church, actually, you know, because I grew up in I grew up in church, man, Well, since I was, like, maybe... One and a half, <laughs> one and a half, and I was the little boy that my mama, like, should have my little drum set in the church on side the big drum set and let me play on side. We had a girl drummer too. Yeah, she was bad too, man. So she was my little drum set on side of her, and I'm playing the drums and and I'm just trying to learn. I think I was like about five. When I started on the drums, so I'm doing that, man, and that went on for a while. You know, I was, you know, back in the day, I was the musician that they put my, they hide my equipment. They didn't want me to play, and man, it was bad, man. They put my drums, they hide my drumsticks. <laughs> they hating on you, hating on the player. They hating on me, man. They hit my drumsticks, so they started doing that for a while. Then so this and maybe. A little while after that, you know, keep in mind I'm still in the church. Mm-hmm. So after that, I get the keyboard. So 
Uh, I started playing the keyboard. This is because they hid your drumsticks. Yeah. After a while, I, you know, I'm like, man, I'm about to do something else, man. No, I'm about no, let's let me do something, man. So I just started. I started the keyboard like when I was sixteen. 16 or 17, I didn't go to school at the time. So, like, this was all planted by ear. So I was always raised a, around a bunch of good musicians. So I always had that, that support from them. And they always showed me sometimes when they wasn't trying to be mean and <laughs> crazy with me. So uh, I did that from 17, 16, and then... And then from there, I just kind of went. I started branching off to other stuff, bass guitars and lead guitars, and, you know, everything stemmed out the church. So mm-hmm. that's where I get my little my little feel from. So, okay. you know. So, um, Do you have any siblings? Do I have any siblings? Yeah. Oh, man, I got a lot of siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, they they everywhere. Like, they, we like rats and roaches oh, gosh. around the Middle East. Like, we we everywhere. Queens and kings. Queens, kings, everything. Man, we everywhere. I got a lot of brothers and sisters out here in the Middle East right now. So when I was decided to leave, we all left. I mean, not just me, but they left before me, actually. Like a lot of my older brothers, they left before me. Um, and a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. So do any of them play any instruments or maybe a singer here and there? Uh yeah, I got a lot of talent. One of my brothers, uh, Chappelle, uh, he plays the keyboard too. He's another old, one of my older brothers. He playing with uh Pharrell. No way. Yeah, he playing with uh Common. Like we was all in the circuit, you know what I'm saying, together. Uh that's how I got introduced to like a lot of artists myself because um, you know, I'm the little brother, so mm-hmm. Uh, they just, you know, hey, I can't make this gig. Do this for me. So I just, I take the little scraps, and from there, I, after the, scraps yeah. play with Pharrell. <laughs> what? I wish. I, I, I take the little scraps and and we just do it like that. Um, I got the chance to play with, uh, let's see, Snoop. Uh, I don't want to put all my business out there, man. But you know, LG's moving yeah, yeah, silence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I've been out there. I've been out there, man. So, like right now, um, I got my other brother Damian. He rap. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he been in the industry a lot too. Um, They've been doing a lot of stuff. So we was he was also he was in Funk Masters uh, Rubber Band in Egypt too. So uh, and we we plan on bringing that whole team together and making something big out here too. Like we just like it's kind of slow, but. You know, we're going to get it going, man. Nice. So I take it your parents encouraged the arts? Oh, yeah. My mom, oof, man, she was the leader of the Sunday morning worship service. Hey, brought to you by First New Life uh, Missionary Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, you know we was we was uh cogent like we was Christ holy sanctified like them different denominations, man. Like you know we yes. <laughs> that was all that was all day there. So like man, we like you know mom she said the she said the stage she get all that you know 
get to hollering and the church go crazy. Uh-huh. So, you know, so I took all of that and I just did it my own way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm out of here with the ladies and I got them hollering oh, and I'm gosh. like. <laughs> so, see, I mean, it, it's been good, though. It's been real good. So um, did your siblings, like, make up the choir and the musicians? Did y'all have y'all's own little band as kids? Well, actually, no, because most of my family members was drug dealers. Oh. <laughs> I love, hey, listen, man, my, all of my, you know, we was, we grew up rough, man. We grew up rough, so, like, we had to, we had to, you know, like, only the strong survive. Got into a lot of fights with a lot of people, claim sets and like man, everything. Like we was we was we was them boys. They knew us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, now but you know, everybody different now, so you know what I'm saying? Thank the most high for that. Yeah. So, so you know, we winging it day by day. Yeah. It is what it is. So did you study music in undergrad? Yeah, I actually got a uh, my bachelor's in uh, performing arts. Okay. So, but like I said, I already knew music before I went to school for it. Mm-hmm. And what was funny because like I was in a jazz band, and I couldn't even read music. Wow. Magnese State University. Shout out. Yeah. I don't really like that school. We didn't really no. want to shout them out. Nah, man. Man, I don't like Magnese, man. Okay, well shout out Loyola, because I I love my alma mater. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, man, we started uh I was in school and like like I mean, because people kind of knew me already. I'm kind of I'm kind of a big deal in my city. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How so? I mean, you know, people know what I do. They follow my track record. You can Google me, baby. Pico X. Bam, bam. (laughs) You heard of (laughs) it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I already, like, people kind of knew me. So when I went into school, like, people was kind of wondering what I'm doing now because I was already on the scene. I was playing music. But I just decided to do it because I just wanted some extra, you know, stuff under my belt. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, you know, I was in a jazz band and like like it was it was funny, man. Like I couldn't read no music. But as soon as he said solo, I was like, <laughs> I was on it, man. So they liked it. So I did that for a while and uh the best part about college, if everybody else couldn't agree with me. It's the student loans. Oh, <laughs> Sally Mae. <laughs> Five stacks a semester, baby. Yeah. Man, that was like, you know, and it kept me, that's, that's the only thing that kind of kept me interested in school, actually. <laughs> I know I was going to get paid if I keep these grades up. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. So I did that, and like, uh, I was so bad in high school, man. It's It's like, I learned nothing until I went to college, actually. I started over. I st- I didn't, man, listen, I was so bad in high school. I was horrible. Why? Man, listen, man, I was I was dug, man. You know, I got all my, I mean, you know, I got my, I see my, my other brothers, and I'm like, I'm, you know, trying to be like, you know, Louisiana, man, we knuckleheads. So, 
it's like uh you know we trying to we figure that we got to be hard to 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 blend in with the with the peeps so mm-hmm. i was doing that and like you know we wanted to fight everybody in school just and us. just you know just cuz man so by the time high school was done i mean i passed because you know i threatened the girls to oh, to no. <laughs> i got to get the answers you know you know so i did that but when i got to college man oh that's when i started learning. i i was older you know i kind of grew up a little bit so i just learned how to manage my myself better so what i did i started going to the girls campus in the dorm so I can get them to help me with my homework. So you know, and I and I I hang with the Kappa girls and like the, the you know, sorority girls. And so they helped me pass like my math, you know, all that old hard stuff. Uh-huh. They they man, it was it was it was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I mean, it just happened. And you know, it just happened like that. But you know, throughout the years I just it just helped me in my learning process, you know, a little bit smarter. Every year I get a little smarter. I'm I'm leveling up. I'm like super saying mm, seven right now. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so as a performance major, um I was a kind of a double major, um, performance and business. Um so I didn't really get the experience as just a performance major, but for the performance majors out there, what would be your advice to them? Because you, a lot of a lot of my friends who were performance majors, like said, "Man, it's a totally different experience than what I thought coming out of school." Like, what would be your advice for them now to prepare themselves as a performance major coming out of college? Well. First of all, the honest to be honest, the stuff that's in college is not really the real world at all. So like the the thing that's good about college, it teach you like mannerisms. It teach you how to like it's for really it's for kids that's not grown up. It just teach you how to be uh, like an adult handling situation. But performance, like when you come out in the real world, man, it's it's totally different because you got like the mingle with like you messing with different people and like different you know with different spirits of like different types of people and and you have to engage with them in conversation you have to make it work in the real world you deal with a lot of you deal with a lot of different um personalities in college you're just going to be dealing with this same set of people that you see every day you know what I'm saying? So it's it's not going to be a big challenge, you know, after about a year. But, like, years down the line, when you do this stuff with, you know, on the real world, man, it's it's a challenge because you're meeting somebody new every day. Uh, like, you as yourself, you have to come with your own talent. And you have to, it's like you have to sell yourself. If you want to keep working, like, to get people to know who you are, like, if nobody knows who you are, like, you have to sell yourself, like, as an artist. Like, who, it's like, who are you? Like, they got a bunch of you out there. They got a bunch of people trying to make money. They got a bunch of people, like, trying to, um, trying to be somebody. So, like, what makes you different than the next person? So, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know what I'm saying? You got to see how to set your image. This is why you, you get a lot of people, like, uh, you know, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Bootsy, Bootsy Collins. And then when they wear these hats and these star glasses and these the funky delic uh, with these diapers and mm -hmm. shit, like they they do this because you know it's it set them aside. So as a performer, like you gotta you gotta set your image up. Like you need to know who you are. You gotta believe in your own self first, because if you don't believe in your own self, nobody will. So you need to like you need to like make sure you know what you want to do and like even if people laugh at you people say you're not going to make it people say this people say that but you got to you got to stay with it like you got to keep moving because if you don't like you're going to fail cuz this this listen the real world is dog eat dog musician wise <clears throat> singer wise like it this was this is what people don't understand like in the middle east too Cause you have these people here in the Middle East, and they see this stuff on TV. Uh, they see how artists act on TV. They see, you know, they see like uh, the front stage, the actual act, but they don't know what goes on before the act. Like all the stuff that the people go through for rehearsals, like like out here, man. Like it's just a, you know, it's. I don't mean it. I'm not talking about nobody specifically, but you know who you are. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a bunch of people that, like, think they got it, and they think they know how to get it, but they actually don't. Like, it's more than what you see on TV. Like, it's a lot of, man, listen, you go to the States, they will crush you. In the music world, in the real world, if, you, if you're not on top of your music game, your, your what is your guitar, bass playing, drums, uh, tambourine, uh, saxophone playing, your whatever skill that you think you got. If you're not the best at it, man, they're going to shit on you. They're going to chew you up first, and then they're going to spit you out, and they're going to purposely say, get under my ass because I'm about to take a shit. <laughs> I don't know if I can use these words on this. Uh, this say what you want. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm just saying because, like, people just think it's a game. Like, you just see the the – the fashion and stuff on the TV, but like if you're not on your game, like you will get crushed. It ain't. It's always more to music than just putting out a single, than just uh you know oh I want to do it. I'm making a video. I mean it's a lot. This is why you get people that actually make do singles. Uh, they make videos, and they do a lot of stuff, but they don't really go nowhere. All they do is get a bunch of likes. I don't sing for likes. I don't sing. I don't make music for likes. I'm making my stuff because I want money, and I wanna. I wanna get a certain kind of recognition. Like you, and it's understandable that you have to market yourself to get the likes and everything. But after you get the likes, where you go from there? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like who do you contact? So it's 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 just it's man, having the right connections is very important. Like I said, I was blessed to have. Like to do what I did, you know what I did and accomplished because my family and like people that know me and they know my family and uh, just just stuff like that, man. But it's the real world out there. Mm -hmm. So, what sets you apart from all of the other guitarists, pianists? You know, you really are one of the 
funnest musicians I have ever worked with. So, yeah. And if I haven't told you, Pico, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of Afro Nation. I am truly, truly enjoying this experience. <laughs> so, yeah. So what makes you, I mean, I know what makes you you, but in your own words, what distinguishes you from everybody else? Well, in my own words, you have to excuse me, but in my own words, it's because I give a flying shit dog ass about how much somebody else appreciate my music, so about how somebody feel about me, if somebody feel like how I talk or what I say, or I don't care or like about how somebody feel about me. In anything that I do, if I'm saying something, if I'm doing something, I'm doing it from my heart. So like any anytime I'm on stage or if I'm doing something like it's me, I'm raw. I'm raw. So like I'm not holding nothing back, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just and I don't care what people say. Like a lot of people don't make it because they don't have a real image because they're scared what somebody's gonna say. They trying to find themselves. Me, I'm found already. Main thing, man, what makes me me is because I'm Pico X. <laughs> All right. When did you discover yourself? Because, I mean, you're a wise young man. Um, we don't have to tell your age mm -hmm. if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. But when did you... 16. All right. Uh, 16, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> when did you discover Pico X? Well, like I said, I think this would have to be like maybe when I was younger. Because like when I, I, you know, all the stuff we go through as kids, and it's like you're gonna have to wake up and you're gonna have to be a man, you know, or you're gonna drown. Like, cause my dad died when I was young, so I, the the, my, the way I learned uh, how to live and survive and how to make it, it was off the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, and plus, I learned a big lesson to everybody too. I learned off of other people's mistakes. So I see, like, for me learning off the streets, like, okay, I see people doing this, and I see people doing this, and then I see some people going to jail for doing this, and I see some people dying for doing this. And there's a lot of crime in our area, too. So so it's like I I, I just see how everybody do, you know, and I just I just don't want to do what they doing to get this these results. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be something. Like, I had a problem when I was young, like, always fighting. Like, I just fought a lot just to, you know, because we grew up rough. So it's been, it's been times where I would actually pray and ask the Father, like, when I'm going to, am I going to ever stop fighting? Or, like, because I just, like, my mouth, like I, like I said, I'm raw. And so, of course, you know, like, you know, people try to test you because they think you're just talking. And, like, no, I talk because I, you know, I talk because I, I can, but I still, you know, do me. So throughout the years, man, like I learned that, like, coming adult, like, young, I always hang, I always hung with older people. Like, I was, man, 16, and I was hanging with, like, 40-year-old guys and 50-year-old. I'm like, like, I was always around, you know, it's a good and a bad thing. I learned a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff. But I think it's all good. Everything happened for a reason. So right. uh, <clears throat> so I think when I was I think when I think was young, man, I really don't know the age. But 
I know I was I was young when I you know when I you know I knew what time it was then. So everybody around me, like my friends, um, I just see everything. I see my friends like they going to jail, and uh, a lot of my friends dying, and you know because they don't take care of themselves, and you know it was, it was always something, man. You know I'm personal trained too, so I'm I'm big on this health tip. Shout out to TDT Fitness. <clears throat> it's my brother. We all doing this thing together. We trying to do something else, though. So we'll talk about that <laughs> in, a, in a few minutes. Um, so music has been a part of your life um, growing up. And do you think that it's played, like, a part in helping you maintain control of your, I don't want to say anger, because... Even now, I don't see you as an angry person, but as a person who mean what they say. Do you think music helped you tame yourself? Yeah, actually, music helped. Music did like help me uh, contain myself. Like the reason why, you know what happened? I was uh, when I started playing the keyboard. This is what happened when I was a drummer, because you know I used to be in the in the high school. Marching band, like really? yeah, listen, man. What, what did you play in the marching I was, band? I, I played everything, just like I do now. <laughs> I played the damn snare drum. I play. I hit the whole percuss the whole percussion section. I played the snare drum. I played the bass drum. I played. I marched with it. I did parades. We did all that shit. Fair day. We did all this. We went to the uh, uh, southern one year. Yeah, uh, shout out. You know saying yeah. So like man, we was the marching jukebox. C- come on now, <laughs> don't look. Hey, I'm listen, a Southern fan. Man, you call yourself the, the marching listen, jukebox. Listen. We was the because our our band director was Carl Collins. He was from uh, he was from uh, Southern. Mm-hmm. So like he gave us that name too. It was in high school though, man. Listen, we. Man, we we smashed it. I was doing, you know. So I back back when I was playing the drums in the high school and all that stuff. I was a bad boy, and I ain't really had nothing to hold me down because I was always, you know, we do battle of the bands and and like I I was always like always in the streets with that. So I dealt with that. But when I got when I got older, like around sixteen, seventeen, I'll tell you when I started playing the keyboard. This settled me down, cause this when I started going to church. I was, you know, I've been in church since I was young, but I was still in and out. I was bad boy, and like I would never focus. I'd go to sleep when the preacher preached, and cause I knew he was full of shit all this time, and you know, I knew it was something about that. Anyway, so you know, when I was like, I kind of, I um, my godfather, man, pop, I call him pops, man. He was uh. He kind of took me in, and I liked the, his. I get, actually I get my humbleness from him. Uh, his name is Claude Kimball and uh, Willie Baldwin. I get my humbleness from Claude Kimball, and I get my my drive, my hustle drive from Willie Baldwin. Claude Kimball, man, he I don't mean to eat name drop, but uh, you know I did a CD. I actually recorded a CD. Really? In church, like I was when I started with him, like we actually got an album out called uh, "God Is Bringing Me Out." Okay. You can look this up. You'll see my little young picture when I, I had to I had to look this up, man. As it got like, oh, I have, I'm just thinking about that. Oh, he reminiscing. <laughs> so, 
Like you can actually see our picture, my little, my little, you know, little photo, and we. I played the keyboard on this one, and uh, like he helped me stay humble because I seen how he would, and like even his teachings and stuff when he teach, like he meant well. Like he was just a humble guy, and like, like, and you know, he was a martial artist too. So like mm -hmm. he taught us a lot of stuff, like boxing, and like he, he looked out for me, man. He was my, he was my. He was my key. Like he got me. He got me right. Cause I'm serious. I was bad yet. I put the B in bad. I put the A after the D. I mean the B. I put the A after the B, and I put the D after the A. I was bad yet. I'm not lying, man. So like. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so you know he kind of helped me to like control my stupidity. Because it really wasn't anger. I was just an asshole. Mm. So, like, I just done stupid stuff. Like, he just helped me control my stupidity. Like, you know, once you, and, like, he brought me in the church, and I started, when I started playing the keyboard, like, he was, like, he just brought me a lot. I was traveling a lot with him, doing, you know, revivals, and I was doing, like, conferences, and I got into the big, this one I got into the church scene with the, well, uh, the the Kojic and the Christ of the Sanctified and the different Baptist conventions. I used to play the organ and stuff at these conventions, man. And like, like I was, uh, you know, I was a little little heavyweight in a church scene too. So, uh, and like he just brought me on that side. And so this one, uh, I even met, I got um, Willie Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? He kind of helped me. Uh, you know, I, his drive and his push for the music, you know what I'm saying, to become not really famous because he already told me, like, you know, you don't really want to be rich, mm -hmm. you, but you want to have, you know, just want to live, want to live good, want to have substance. So, and, like, he pushed me to, like, that was that always stuck in my head. Like, I would see him, and, like, he would hustle, man. Like, <laughs> even before I was got with his... his you know the name of, and I played on his uh, album too. It's another album uh, called what's this one? Uh, True Witness. Okay. You can look this up online too. It's another church album called True Witness. Um, and we did this album. It was me, my boy James. He in New York right now. Shouts out to James. James Lewis. He played with a couple of artists himself. Himself. He's still out there. Um. Um. And Manziel, man, we came, I played with so many, my coming up, like, I played with so many, like, underground musicians at the time, now they heavyweights, man, like, and it's just good to see, like, everybody kind of, I don't want to say accomplish a dream, but, like, do do what they set out to do, because most of, you know, everybody wants to be good musicians and play for good people, like, even James, like, he was with us, and then he, um, then he got, he got when he he decided to leave, and then uh, he started playing with John P. Key. Wow! Yeah, he's to him and like those they was loving him too. Like James, a bad boy. Y'all need to look him up. James Lewis, he playing what? Uh, he did an album. He did one of the songs for uh, uh, Neo. What's the guy? Music, music wow. soul child. Yeah, he got. And uh, he's gonna be coming to Dubai soon too. Yay! Yeah, we got you know we got the event company thing. So like we setting all this stuff up, man. So 
Like most of the people I know, like they started out as musicians, now they artists, independent artists now. So like we're gonna get we're gonna try to get everybody here doing that too. So Nice. So you have a lot of experience playing in the States and now this is your second country, um, international country. What is the difference between playing abroad and playing back home in the States? Well, the difference is it's a really, really, (laughs) really big difference. It's just the people... Like I was saying, like the people in the Middle East, like they only see. It's like you know the as we the old folks say, you can you can imitate, mm-hmm. but you can't duplicate. So a lot of these people are good with imitating something that they see, mm-hmm. but the reason why they can't duplicate it is because the duplication is in their heart. Because when we do our music in the States, we do it from the heart, whatever it is. Like, even our jam sessions, like, we're literally jamming out. Like, we really trying to, we, listen, like, we write music in jam sessions. Right. Yeah, our jam sessions are straight freestyle. Like, nobody know what nobody's going to play. It's just the whole thing is a freestyle, and you learning, and, like, you feeding off of the other person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Like and like versus most of the people like in the Middle East, their jam session is playing uh locked out of heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like this they jam session. That's not a jam session. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you playing they play covers. And there's nothing wrong with playing covers, but you have to put yourself into a cover. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? Even now, like, I'm playing with, uh, you know, we're doing this Afro um, Nation thing, but all we play covers, but we put ourselves into, that's our main objective. We put ourselves into all of the songs, the cover songs. Of course, we got some originals coming out. Y'all be looking out. We're working on an album, too. Afro Nation. Oh, excuse me. Afro Nation, you know, we're going to be doing that, too, but... The thing is, man, most people they 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 don't have they can't duplicate it because they don't they don't play with they they soul. They only they only trying to duplicate, you know what I'm saying? That's and that's the thing about even reading music. Mm-hmm. Even like uh covering songs. People get it mixed up, man. When you read music, you only like I know a lot of musicians that can read music like so well like they just like man they own it but if you tell them to okay let's freestyle play and just what you, what would you play to this mm-hmm. they'd be looking around like uh, uh what key are you in uh what note are you going to uh can you give me the cards yeah. can you write them for me hell no i can't write them it's a jam session right so you they don't develop an ear you know what I'm saying? And also, you know, in college, they teach you how to develop an ear, but you can't teach somebody. You can only, like, do so much. You can't really teach somebody how to develop an ear. You just have to. It's ear training. You have to do this one-on-one. You listen to stuff, and you play what you hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so this is what the musicians out here do, man, versus in, in the States, man. Like, like, man, some dogs. Like, it's like... Like, like I say, like, man, like, even me, like I say, like, I was always, 
Uh, I was playing music before I even went to school, man. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was just kind of like a walk in the park for me. Like I was so good at my my music in school, but the only the only thing I was bad at is the damn English and uh, all this uh, English. Uh, what's these? The third and fourth English and uh, and all this math. And I'm like, man, I I would go to the the, the, the talk to the head. I'm like, listen, I just want to play music. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, but we got to do this. I said, is this something that I can, I want to just do this. I just want to do music. And so so I just, you know, I went to Magnese because it was closer to my city, but I could have went to Houston and, like, just did music. But I just wanted, you know, to be close to my hometown. So mm-hmm. so, uh, so that's the difference, man. It's just, uh, like, and I, and I really, I want to. People in the Middle East, I hope they listening to me in the radio waves out there somewhere. This is your boy, Pico X, speaking <laughs> to you live. So I just want them to understand that you have to, if your soul is not put into music, you're never going to be, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be an artist. You're not going to be an artist by just trying to, to duplicate what you hear. This is not music. This is a way to make money. That's it. If you playing music, if you playing music and all you doing is read, like all you doing is reading what somebody else gave to you, and you don't know how to like, and like you don't even know how to com- compose. Like, and, I mean, it's it's beyond composure. It's like it's crazy. It's, if you don't have this, man, like you're gonna have a long, you're gonna have a long life ahead of you, and it lessens your chances to make money. Actually, because the better you are at actually freestyling, like on a spot, I didn't play a lot of gigs, <laughs> and like just by me being able to play by ear, like I get a job, mm-hmm. like on a spot, cause somebody say, "Hey, my bass player can't make it." Okay, can you come do this and such? No rehearsals at all, just just knowing, actually just knowing the number system, mm-hmm. one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's it. Mm-hmm. And to simplify, that's it. And you have to know how the number system sound. You have to know how one sound. It's home. The six sound. It's bringing it to, it's, you know, a minor. Like, you have to know how, you have these, the number system notation in your head. Like, if you hear this, like, if I call out a number, you know how it's supposed to sound. So, like, this goes a long way, too. Yeah. And, like, even with freestyling, man. <clears throat> It's really good. So, so what will be um, the difference then between playing in Egypt and playing here in Dubai? Well, in Egypt, shouts out to all my Egyptian homeboys and homegirls. Man, Egypt is 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 a world within the world. Like, man, I'm talking about. It's it's a it's chaos. It's order within chaos, meaning like, like man, I'm talking about like the way they live, like the driving and uh, like the man. Listen, like there's no red lights in this country. It's <laughs> no red lights in this country. Well, no red lights, or y'all don't obey the red oh, lights. Man, listen, there's no red lights in this country, but. There's people driving and they're driving in the you know the right order and like they just they just it's like communication. 
it's not it's no real life, but at the same time it's communication. So like it's it's man, it's it's really it's something else. But in Egypt, like before this music, like honestly, Egypt was is more talented. They have more talented people there than actually Dubai. I mean, no offense to Dubai, but like it's the reason being because most of these Egyptians, like that's all they have is their music. Mm-hmm. That's all they have is their music to get them along in life because the country is like is going through a lot of stuff and uh, it's going through. It's like it's it's hard to make it in that country. So when they learn the talent, they do it well. So all, all the singers, a lot of singers I know, man. Shouts out to Mansoor. Uh, I don't want to start name calling. Damn, Ibrahimo, um, uh, 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 Abdul, uh, all my other boys. Man, I can't think of y'all name. Don't get mad at me either. <laughs> posting some shit on it. They charge it to the head, not the heart. Yeah, man. So, like these guys, they have to take their talent serious because if they don't, like you won't survive in that country. You know what I'm saying? So. So musically wise, like these guys are like, man, they own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like own it. When I came to Dubai, like I was kind of shocked that because you know the reason why, because <clears throat> Dubai is so much stuff to do here. Like you can make it doing a lot of stuff in Dubai, like different things. And so, uh, like for them to, you know, it's, it's a lot of free time. Not free time, but it's a lot of different things you can do. So your mind is everywhere. So you don't you don't have to take stuff so serious. All it is you just uh put something together and like you can make some money. You know, this this the this the money pit here. So yeah. don't be telling all our secrets. <laughs> yeah. So uh it's like man, like being in Dubai is is like the difference, like these people like you can pay they pay for whatever they want. So it's like why 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 should I have to learn music? Or why should I take you know music serious or whatever? But like Egypt, man, they own it. Mm-hmm. They own it. So like we got some people, some of my boys coming from Egypt, man. We're gonna do this thing out here too. We plan on taking over. Yes. We doing a take <laughs> we doing a takeover, man. And what's the name of the band? Uh Funk Masters Rubber Band. Look us up. Uh, we got a website. It's been so long since I, 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 I actually dug in there. We get, I got somebody else handling emails, and it's just it's a lot of stuff. Funkmasters at gmail dot com. If you can't find the email, just go to my Facebook, Raymond Pico, Raymond Pico X, and you can look under my uh, pages. You can look under my pages, uh, my different pages I have. I have like maybe six extra pages, mm-hmm. and you can see the uh, the Funk Masters page there, along with Afro Nation page, stage events, uh, Soul for Harmony. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. You can see all that. Okay, and Afro Nation is the band here, which I am part of. Um, so, how did you come up with Afro Nation? Can you tell? The connectors, who we are, just a little glim- glimpse of who we are. Well, Afro Nation is the way I came up with it. Like you can even see on our on our logo. I know the first thing they look at is 
They say, oh, it's Afro. Oh, it's about an Afro. Oh, you know, but that's to the to the simple-minded people. Mm-hmm. They would say, oh, it's an Afro band. Oh, no. So it's not really about an Afro. To me, Afro means family. Mm-hmm. You remember how back in the day our family had those little Afro yes. pigs and they were like with those little power, those, yes. the fight the power. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So they had this, like, it was just, it's just Afro Nation is about a family. So it's really a family nation. It's like, you know, it's a nation of family of people that actually gelling together mm-hmm. to make music. Yeah. And to make, and to make, uh, to make, you know, make stuff happen, man. Like, so that's, that's basically it. Yeah. And look, if you're not able to come out here to Dubai, Donatello Hotel, let me just tell y'all, these musicians that I am so blessed to sing with, we have Pico X on the drums, on the piano, on the guitar, just whatever he feels like playing, basically. Then we have another guy, Rob. He's um, a Filipino, and he plays the guitar. And we have Shay. Big Shay is from Baby Steak. Um, is from Nigeria, and he plays the bass. Yeah. Y'all, I'm telling y'all. If you ever get a chance, come out Donatello Hotel. We are here every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come on out, have a good time. But right now, it's not about real. Well, it is kind of sort of about Afro Nation, but it's. All about Pico X. And you just said about the event stage. What is the event stage? Or well, the stage events. Uh, what yeah, is it? The stage, the stage events. Well, it's, uh, the stage events is a company. I started this company. Well, me and uh, some other people. But like I'm over it. But uh, I started this company because I wanted a chance to... To bring, actually, we was kind of pushed to start this company. We wasn't wasn't gonna start a company like this because we had some other stuff in mind with the gyms and the restaurants and blah blah blah. So somebody told me it would be a good idea to have an event company. And of course, I know a lot of uh, people and some artists and stuff. So I said I'm a, I said I'm gonna go ahead on and do this. Uh, and so, and it's like like even right now, it's not really a problem. But the only thing is, being in Dubai, you have to have connections so uh you know my connections coming together slow so i can be able to put on the the events that i want to put on so like the with the you know with the stage events it's events so it's just not music it's gonna be like fitness programs events it's gonna be health and uh you know getting your body right events it's gonna be um like all kind of events like like um Anything, you know, so we decided because I, I, I wanted to come off of a different platform, meaning like I want to do something different. I want to do something. Actually, I want to do something for the kids mm. in Dubai because, you know, it's it's about the kids at the end of the day. Like we getting everybody getting old. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of our neighbors got cataract. Oh, no. uh, they got this uh this this uh arthritis and everybody getting old. You know, our y'all old folks, y'all old folks, y'all too old. Y'all don't take care of y'all body. We tired of y'all. I'm sick of y'all, man. Y'all But that's but that's why they need you because you're a personal trainer and you can get their bodies right, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so how long have you been a personal trainer? Well, I've been doing a personal training thing for over maybe 12 years. 
almost 15 years. Wow. Yeah, the reason why is because, you know, I started off, like, after college, you know, I, I, you know, I hung out with a lot of football players. So these boys, like, you know, I'm ghetto, mm -hmm. but I'm classy at the same time. So you got that two and one. So, you know, you ladies. Bougetto. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got that two and the one, that two for one special. So I always hung with the, the football players, you know, in school too, because I, I wanted to, I was tough and I, and I still, like, this was another world for me, like being in the football field and being in with these college boys, man. Like, cause I'm a fighter. But these guys are tough, mm -hmm. and they got muscles. Yeah. Like I was skinny back in the day, man. So they got they they tough and they got muscles. So I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me get up on. Let me try these niggas, man. What, what these niggas? Hey, what what this is, round? So I would always uh, I'll be in there. I had a homeboy named Terry. He started, you know, he's actually when we was kids it was crazy, man. When we was kids, Terry. I used to beat his ass. Oh no! He used to come to my house like him and my mom. His mama and my mama was good friends, so he used to come to my house, and like he'd be crying to his mama, like I don't want to stay here, please. Yeah, I don't want to stay here. And so, and like you know, I'd be in the back, like oh, that's okay, let's, let's hang out, buddy. But he know, like every time they leave, they leave us alone. We go in the room and we start fighting. I beat his ass all the time, just because I was the asshole, man. I was a bully. I was, I was that dude. Aww. Yeah. So, and he would always like, man, he would hate coming around me. So, anyway, so when, this is when we was kids. So when we got older, like he kind of disappeared. He started going to college. He did his thing. He had a football career, and so I met him at Magnese, and he was big. And like you know, I, yeah, I still ain't care, but you know, I thought twice about <laughs> it's about what happened. So like he would say, man, he would show he would show me like different workouts, and like I felt his strength at one time. Like this nigga is strong, and so it, it it went from me being a bully to him training me in weights, weight training. So like he started showing me different exercises, and he also went to school. Uh, he he got a degree in uh, what's this thing? Uh, some kind of health thing too. I f I forgot. Uh, so he started doing his little his little thing um, with the with the the personal training too. So I was like one of his clients, and like he was showing me how everything go. And uh, so I was like, he started me off, and I was like, man, this. The weights, lifting weights is a whole nother world. Like, it, it was crazy, man. So I started hanging out with them guys, and I started doing football drills. I always did. I'm a sportsman. I play football, uh, basketball. I play golf. Uh, I play tennis. Like, listen, any, anything anybody want to get it, like, let me know. They, they've been playing game of, what is this, Call of Duty. Man, Call of Duty Black Ops. Like every day, all day, and I'm like, y'all, please, can y'all just give it a break, please? Anyway, go ahead. It's, it's their game life, man. It's their game life. So you know what I'm saying? And he get down, and he would tell me like, uh, you know, he would show me, and I'll hang with other football players, and like these boys was tough, man. And like I, you know, I'm still I got that bully mentality, so I tried that with them, and it, it wasn't so easy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was rough. Like, these guys, they just rough. 
you know, all most football players are just tough and rough, man. So they toughened me up and got me strong and my, I started like bench pressing and like all kind of stuff. And so I got off into this thing with him and this was like, you know what I'm saying? And when I got older, man, it just, I just, it just carried on. I just started doing the same thing. I just took from what I learned from these football players and all this other stuff too, and I just, I just put it all together, and I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. It's been easy, man. Cause like even with my my, I had cousins and stuff too, and like they do the weight training and stuff. I I was always around, but I, a lot of times I didn't take stuff serious until a certain point of time when I was mature enough to actually take it serious, to know what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's another lesson. Like even with anybody that's trying to 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 lift weights and trying to be committed to taking care of their body, like you won't never get it if you don't take it serious. Like you can't do it just because I wanna lose weight for a beach party. Mm-hmm. If I wanna if I wanna um I'm trying to look sexy because we're going out this weekend to the club. Girl, we're going to hit them. Girl, we're going to hit up the white bees, girl. Yeah, let's go. We're going to hit the girl. We lose some weight. Like, one week ain't going to do it. Like, you got to be committed. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's it, man. So, what's a typical day for you? Like, you stay healthy. You're a personal trainer. You, you're the musician. You are the amazing musician. What's a typical day for you? Well, a typical day for me is sleep, sleep, and did I mention sleep? Really? <laughs> but I'm a late bird, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been, like I said, I've been doing music for, and it kind of spoiled me. Like I lost all my jobs as a as a young man, like. Because I I had I have a problem of doing what I want to do if I don't like it. Like music is the only thing that I can do without getting fired. I've been fired from every single job that I had in my youth. No. Man, listen, I worked at all of the fast food fast food chain restaurants. Like I worked at Wendy's, Checkers, <laughs> uh, McDonald's, uh, Burger King. Pizza Hut, Popeyes, like in all these American restaurants. I listen. I've been. For, I even worked at the hospital. Wow. Like I just seem. I can't do. I can't work for the man. I just can't do it because it's. It's. It's like I. I don't know. I just feel. Man, I just can't do it. And I did all this before the age of sixteen. I actually retired at uh, eighteen. How you retire? I was living off my music. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was so set, I was so set with my money and my finances because I accomplished a lot of stuff. And at the age of 18, but like 18, 19, like I was, I was done with working at a job. I haven't had a job, like actual job, like a nine to five, because like the music was doing me so good. Yeah. So I just, I've been living off that ever since. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I did that. And like I said, I got fired from all of these <laughs> restaurants. I was I was just a bad. I used to pop fireworks up inside of the restaurants for Fourth no. of July. <laughs> the customers would tell, they would tell like the manager, oh, somebody do this. Listen, I would jump off my off days. I would jump in and out the window. Um, like to get us make a sandwich and jump out. Why? And like, just because I felt like there was my restaurant. <laughs> You know, I feel like I can do this, man. 
even like I was bad. I worked at the hospital too. Mm-hmm. I was the linen boy. Okay. I brought the linen to all the floors like early in the morning, like five five o'clock, four o'clock. And so this was the this was like really really funny. So what I did, uh, you know, my listen. And what's good about me, I was always the best worker. Mm-hmm. I was always the best worker. I might have been bad. I might have done a lot of shit, but I was always like the best worker. I get shit done. I like I was, I was like I was good. I always finish like fast. Like for the fast food stuff, they like me because I I get them out of there fast. I clean up fast. I hurry up, and I'm done. And then for the um, the other the other places like this linen place, man, this was so fun. I was working at St. Patrick's Hospital. So it was like uh, four o'clock in the morning. So the guys, they, they what happened was the guys they showed me how to do something. Then I always figure out a way to do it faster. So I said, okay. He showed me how to send the linen to different flows. Like you get two or three carts at a time. You take them and put them on like right. Set them up at this flow. Then you do this at that flow. He showed me a strategy. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, I was like, okay, let me do something. So I got so good at that, and plus I tried to add to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So one morning, I was I was doing so good, man. I had one linen cart, and I was running down the hallway, and I would jump on the cart, and I would ride the cart down the hallway. <laughs> so, and like I was doing it because it it helped me go faster. Uh-huh. So when I push, 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 run, 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 and I jump on it. And I like I was I was trailing another court while I was riding another court. Okay. So one time, you know, at St. Patrick Hospital, those nuns, okay. they own those hospitals. Like they they be there. So one morning, it was a nun. It was like four o'clock in the morning. So I was running, oh, no. and I and I jumped on the court, and the nun she seen me on the on the court, and so it was like it was like a flash. Like she's going like. <laughs> oh, and so I was like, oh, damn. So she stopped me and, you know, what are you doing on the courts? Why are you on the courts? You can't do that. This is the hospital. What are you wrong? Uh-huh. So, and I was like, man. And so I, she went told on me. And so I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, the nun got you fired. She snitching on you. Yeah, that's what the church folks do, man. They snitches. <laughs> BS, man. Aww. She snitched me out. She well. she got me though. Mm-hmm. She got me. So I I finished that, and then uh, like ever since then, man. Like, and I even did. Listen, I do everything. Mm-hmm. I did construction. I was doing I was doing um uh carpentry work for a while too with Big Red. It's another artist guy I was playing for too. Y'all can look him up. This was when I started doing Zydeco. Yes. Uh, I got that under my belt too. Big Red Zydeco, Big Red and Zydeco Playmakers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We was doing that. We was hitting up. We did a lot of I did a lot of I man, Red did a lot of stuff for me too. Like we did trail rides, we did a lot of festivals, we did we toured. I toured a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Like we was all over from like like man, this dude, he had a hunt. Like I learned a lot, lot of business from him too, because like he was so aggressive with his his business. Like he was determined. Like we we took a bus from Louisiana to New York. 
Like, this took us, like, two days and some change uh-huh. to get there. This was, like, the longest ride. Like, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Just his commitment to the music. Yeah. And he just, like, he wanted to do good. And, like, we learned from, I learned from people like him, man. And, and like, he, we did a lot of, like, they, they treated us nice. We had, like, man, it's. If you can only be the, like we did, man, some big festivals. We was in Colorado. Uh, we had some famous people there too. I, I'm trying. It was like some old school famous people, but I can't think of their names. Uh, it was like a, I want to call her Dolly Parton, but it's not her. It's wow. not. It's not her. No, because she she looked. She was on that level, but I can't wow. think of her name. It was just so long ago. Mm-hmm. It was just so long ago, and like uh, she played a keyboard, and like it was a big festival, man. Like we, and and you know we went up to the mountains. They had the ski and the snow and all this other stuff, and like it was like it's like we we did some stuff. Man. It was it was a resort too in the mountains. Nice. And like and like Colorado is crazy. Like it's all hills. When you go to Colorado, mm-hmm. your ears. Your ears, like they, like it's another level of being in the in the sky, like because it's way up there. Your ears pop. You're on the mountains and you got this stuff. It's it's like being in an airplane hmm. on land. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I ain't never seen that. But well. I mean, so I did that with him, man, and uh, and I, you know, I made a lot of money with him too, man. Often like working with carpentry work and doing. I was, man, I used to do roofing. I used to do. Man, I I can build a whole house. We used to work on barnyards. We used to do cementing. Like we did so much stuff with him, man. But it helped me mature, like I am now. Like it helped me learn a lot of stuff, like to how to deal with life if somebody got something wrong and this and that. Because you know what's crazy? A lot of these men mm-hmm. that say they men don't even know how to change a damn mm-hmm. spare tie. Preach. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but they men don't. Okay. Supposedly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that was that's a plus. See, that's and that's that's another thing, like by growing up in the States versus growing up in the Middle East. Because you like a lot of people are pampered because they got money already when they're born, so they don't know what it's like to struggle. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's like to not have and to want and to drive to push for something because they never have to drive to push for nothing because they got everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that, man. You mentioned earlier about um, a CD that's coming out. So tell us about these projects you have coming. Well, Afro Nation, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a CD with Afro Nation. Like, and the thing is, I want to do this. I want to do this uh, with the band because, like, like now. What's going on, like I see a lot of people on uh, Facebook and stuff, everybody doing singles. I got my single coming out. I got my, but ain't like, I'm not going to say it's selfish, but like to me, uh, too many people doing it. They trying to push they self. uh, And like, it's better, it's better to make it as a team because I can't, like even me, I can't make it in this country without people like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, like people like uh, Baby Stank, people like uh, Rob, uh, Big Rob, 
You know what I'm saying? Like good people on my team. I need a team. Like nobody can nobody has ever made it on their own, like by themselves. Like the person that's rich, the richest person in the world is not rich by themselves. Right. Like they got other people that's rich with them. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I this is I wanna do a band album. You know what I'm saying? So when we release a single, we're gonna release a band single. So it's gonna be us on the. It's not gonna just be. Of course, I'm you know Pico X featuring uh, Afro Nation, but I'm still gonna. It's gonna be about this good product right. that I may have. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, it's still not about me at the end of the day. It's just me pushing this idea. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gonna have their own good ideas. They're gonna come up with good stuff on the table. And so we're gonna try to do honestly, we're gonna try to do something like this between maybe in the next we already already got some stuff that uh that we that we working on that you know, so maybe in like about maybe look forward maybe like six months, between six months to a year. But this year we're gonna definitely have something out. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna push this, man, because we got it's time. I yes. wanna have it about it's about the band, Africo X and Afro Nation. Bam, we get it. There you go. Check us out. So, um, besides this album, where do you see yourself a year from now? Honestly, I'm not even the only reason, the only thing that I'm not trying to be famous no more. Like me, I'm you know, I said I didn't live that life already. I didn't had all the, you know, whatever, the connections, the this and that. I'm done with that. Like, the only thing I want to do, I want to make some decent money. I want to be able to eat food when I want to eat. Whatever I want to eat, I want to be able to go to Spenza. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. Best local restaurant the here. Yes, local restaurant. Shout out to Spenza, El Basha. <laughs> so, like... I wanna. I just wanna be able to live a life and to make my plans accordingly without no friction. That's it. I don't care about. I don't really. I don't care. If, I really don't care about if people know who I am. I don't really care about. It's not about me being famous or oh, you're a good person. All of those stuff because you know I'm titled to make a mistake just like any the next man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So I'm nobody. I just. I just wanna like make a good scene out here like. You know, show off, show off my good spirit. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like that. You know, even I have, uh, I want to try to, uh, I, 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 I want to c- try to promote people, good people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing with the stage events, too. Like this is gonna be we promoting our product. Every all our product is gonna be the best product, the best product. You know what I'm saying? You know, shouts out to the uh, you know uh, the Donatello team, my boy Salim, Sam, Jacob, the whole team for even like giving us a chance to to me to put a team like this together. And you we, can't you can't forget about Maz Events. Maz Events. Maz Production. Y'all look go. for it, my bad. I'm that's what I'm saying. If I forget something, man, don't hold it, don't put it to my head. Chart it to the tail. Hey. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm saying, man, like I you know, just for them the you know, giving us a chance to kind of show showcase our talent. Because like I said, I couldn't do it by myself. I can't I can't no matter how much talent I got 
if the place a building don't give me a chance to to put the band together and to make stuff happen to sing songs and to create an atmosphere uh it's and nobody will never know mm-hmm. so it gotta start somewhere so that's what uh you know that's what they did for us so yeah. shouts out to them yeah most definitely so pico this is one of my favorite segments of this show i have a plane and it's the connected plane we can go anywhere in the whole wide universe somebody went to space before you know that was a first but who cares um so you can go anywhere in the whole wide world and when you go to this place you are going to meet the people who has influenced your artistry and what you're doing, you're going to give back to these people your art. So whether you're playing for them on the piano or on the flute or on the guitar, or maybe you're offering them some health advice because you're a personal trainer. And um, yeah, you're just showing them your appreciation by giving them your art. So one, where are we going? And two, who are the people who influence your artistry? Well, for one, we are going to heaven. Amen. Mm-hmm. The reason why, and plus, I, I, you know, when I get there, mm-hmm. I want to talk to David. All right. I want David to teach me how to play some notes that I never even could think about. It's on, I know it's not that many notes, my, mm-hmm. my musician fans, but... I want to I want to I want them I want us to have this this big jam session up in the heavens up in the skies and you know I'm a very I don't know if y'all know but I'm a very very spiritual person I'm in touch with my spirituality the truth about spirituality not the stuff that's in your churches not the stuff that's in uh uh maybe your next door streets and like this catholic and this baptist and all the other stuff I'm 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 strictly about the truth mm-hmm. it is what it is so, uh, you know what I'm saying? For me, I it would definitely be heaven, man. I I want to I want to it would be an honor if the most high would let me form a band. That would be an honor for me too. <laughs> and he'd be like, Man, play that funky music, Pico. <laughs> man, listen, it'd be a party. Like if he let me orchestrate something, MD something up in the heavens, man. Like it would be a crazy party. Like I would literally, like I hope Marvin Gaye will be up there with wow. me. I put him on vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope Michael Jackson up there because I have him at uh, I have him as lead singer too. Uh, and I hope uh, uh, who else didn't die? I hope Prince there because yeah. I have him as my guitar player. Yeah. I hope um, you have to say Whitney. You have to say Whitney. I hope Whitney be there because I'll have her and Michael Jackson on side of each other. You know what I'm saying? Doing a little thing, some choreography, some a little bit of everything, man. Um, uh, uh, it's it's a lot of people, man. I we have like a crazy band. This band will be sick. And a lot of other people that didn't die that I can't think of their names and they good other musicians, uh, those people too. Okay. Wow. 
I, listen, I think that takes the cake right there. I think so too. You know, I always said space took the cake. No band. It ain't no band better than a band in the heavens, man. What? Yeah. We'll be on some poof, man. That'll be sick. Yeah. Literally. I, I can't wait, Pico. Man, we're going to get there. Amen. Come on, boys. <laughs> All right. So before we leave, um, just one more question. You have so much experience from growing up in the church, playing in the church, to playing at McNeese, to playing outside of McNeese um, with huge musicians, coming here, playing in two countries. What would be your advice for a young musician who wants to play abroad? Get your music game up. Make sure... Like, playing abroad can be, is uh, like vice versa. Like, it can be, like, we in Dubai right now. So, playing abroad for Dubai musicians could be going to the States or going to, it depends on where they're from, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, if you're going to play abroad, it's enemy, whatever, wherever you're from, whatever country you're from, you have to make sure you have your, your, your spirit. Like your soul is 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 dedicated to, I don't want to say just dedicate your soul to music, but when you playing or whatever your craft is, if you singing, if you're gonna be a singer, you have to make sure you are in tune with what's going on around us. Like because you know, even it's not just about playing music and it's not just about singing. Because even singers, they have to know if you're in touch with the earth, if you're in touch with uh, like if you're in touch with your surroundings, you you won't make dumb mistakes like like doing stuff at the wrong time or you not you have to pay attention to your crowd. You have to pay attention to what's the the people, uh, the people there. You gotta pay attention to what they like, what they don't like, how what you like, and you have to make all of this stuff come together because and playing music and singing is not gonna always be about what you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to the, the 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 way to come together and to make it work is you see what they want, you see what the other person want, and you see what you like. So you put what you like into what they want. So this is how you can enjoy something that you really don't like it, but you can enjoy it because you got yourself into it too. Because like a lot of people, it's no to me, it's no such thing as bad music like i don't like this type of music i don't like type i don't like this song i don't like to play this song no it's not that you need to find how you can make this song because you're a composer you're a writer you're an artist this is what art being an artist is like you have to figure out how you're gonna make this song make you happy like make this song work make this song like man feel good because um Excuse me, because you you gotta like these people, like most people just like I told you, they just they're just cover singers and they just like you only doing what they see on love and hip hop. <laughs> you only doing what they see on uh like all these little American little American channels, MTV or whatever, man, BT. I don't they they don't have it out here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you only you 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 don't want to be. It's okay to do stuff that other people's doing, but. Your life can't be based on uh, copycats. Like I said, but it's okay to do it, 
But you still have to have some originality up in there at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a musician that's abroad, you you know, and you want to go abroad and you want to play this place, you want to play this place, you have to be versatile. You can't say, I don't like rock music. You can't say, I don't like classical music. You can't say, I don't like jazz. You have to learn how to make all of these different styles of music fit into one. So this is why me, you know what I'm saying, as an artist, my, my feel is... It's, it's wide open. Like, I can be anywhere. I can play guitar. I can play bass. I can play drums. I can play keyboard. I can fit into all of these different categories. And, like, even when I first came to Dubai, I was in a I was at a contract at Hard Rock with a band. And so, uh, you know, and it was a rock band. And I don't really consider myself as a I was playing the keyboard too. You know what I'm saying? I played I played for a rock group, uh a rock band before. Uh this was thirteen days and uh we did this in Egypt. It was a really, really good band. We we did a lot of stuff, man. The venues was crazy, like we accomplished a lot of stuff. But uh like this was my first keyboard gig to play rock music. Mm. But I never said that I don't like it. I'm not going to, I can't do this, or it's whack, or this, that. No, I made it work. Mm -hmm. All the little sweet chords I like to play, I put all of that. I found a way, as, as a musician, as an artist, you know what I'm saying? You Like, as an artist, I thought, okay, I need to do this, man. I need to figure how to make this sound good, like, musically. And, and you know, we made it work. And we had a lot of people, a lot of... Uh, a lot of people from the, um, you know, the audience, they would say, man, this is this band is really good. It's, it's a different sound. That's what I'm be looking for. When people talk about my music, I want them to say it's a different sound mm -hmm. because this is what we want. Even though we're playing covers, how can yeah. you play a cover song and I play it just like the song Go and you're going to tell me it's a different sound? You can't tell me that because I played it right on point, just like it Go. But if I, if I play it, a certain way, and I put a little bit, not to go totally off, because I'm not telling musicians to just start playing uh, Jingle Bells in the middle of uh, uh, Don't Wake Me Up or Bring Me Back to Life or what's this other song that they like out here? Uh, zombie. Yeah. <laughs> we playing Zombie, and you just start putting uh, uh, Twinkle, Twinkle. <laughs> like, I'm not saying don't, you have to know how to, to make music work. Together, like different styles of music, you have to know how to make this, make it gel together. So, like, uh, so that's what I did. Like, and it was, and it was good. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, after that finish, like, you know, on to the next one. So that was another a good little thing for me in my life. Another good experience. So like, I can go on. And listen, I got a lot of good experience in my lifetime. Like, man, I can go on for like hours and hours. But I know our time is limited. Aww. And I know that I got to get back to my call of duty, oh, yeah. Black Ops 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pico, this has been awesome. Um, where can the people find you? Website. You gave a lot of websites and um, your email address. So can you tell them one more time? And connectors, I will have this information in the description box. But tell us again, Pico. Uh, look for me on uh, Facebook, uh, Raymond Pico X. 
you're going to see all, like I told you, you can find all my pages under there. Just go to my pages. You can see all the Funk Masters and blah, blah, blah. Uh, plus, we have Funk Masters have a website, too. Um, funkmasters at gmail.com. We have the Stage Events is our event company. Uh, where we gonna where we put on events and blah 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 some extra stuff. Uh, it's stage events at gmail dot com. You can follow me on Instagram. Pico was my slave. Pico X was my no. Pico was my slave name. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat. Pico X. You can find me on. I think Twitter too is Pico X. I got a lot of accounts. I'm trying to think and see it in my head. <laughs> So, uh, uh, I'm, I mean, we all over, man. And plus, we're going to have a lot of new stuff coming up, Another, a lot of new links because, you know, we in Dubai now, so we're doing big things here, everything coming together with the stage event company. So it's a lot of, man, I'm still taking care of stuff with the government because, you know, it's a lot of legal stuff that has to go on before you can even put a foot on any ground. And, yes. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, yeah, just look for me there. And I'll, you can also find me at uh, Albasha, uh Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> this favorite restaurant. I eat at this joint every day. Y'all come eat with me. This is my spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the best Pakistani food that I think that ever graced my presence. His presence. My presence. Like, this, this, this food is so lumptious and... Man, listen, I think I, I want to be, they have to sponsor, I think uh, Spencer going to have to sponsor me. Too. Please. <laughs> I can eat free all the time. I'm giving the shouts out, man. Hello. So I think that's it. So you got me, uh, and like I said, just just look for me. And um, if if anything you need to know that's new about me and what I'm doing, like just check my Facebook page, uh, Raymond Pico X. You'll see, you'll stay up to date, you know what I'm saying, whatever I'm doing. It's good. All right. And connectors, you know where to find me, ampsconnected.com. Send me an email, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, A-M-P-S-C-N-X-T-D. Hit me up on Instagram, ampsconnected. All right, Pico. Hey, wait, I forgot one more thing. Uh, you can also find me on Xbox One, oh, <laughs> all you gamers that think you bad, this Call of, Call of Duty action, I'm on this NFL Madden Live, uh, all of that. My 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 name, uh, my avatar name is Pico X. He got dreads with a little chrome thing on his eye for some glasses. Y'all hit me up. I'm in the building, baby. <laughs> all right, y'all. And... Thank you again, Pico, for connecting with all of us. We are out. Peace.